All right. Well, welcome, friends. Welcome to the J&J Show, podcast for the Hill Central community and beyond. I'm half of your hosts, Jack. And I'm Jack. You're not Jack. You're Jarrett. You're Jarrett. Second chance. Jarrett, how are, how are you doing this fine day? I'm doing pretty well. It's been been a good day at um, at class. I survived, even though I don't go to the lecture anymore. Yep. And got a hundred on my quiz in my next discussion, and about to leave here to go for a retreat, a small group lead for a bunch of middle school kids. That's always a fun. That's exciting. I say middle schoolers are the future. Who's they? Me. Oh. Okay. Cool, uh, Jared. Did you know that? We've we've now released three episodes of this podcast. Viewership has declined every Viewership time. Viewership has declined every time. And Not I don't know what we need to do. Maybe we need a new <clears throat> like avatar, like a like a new picture. We should get one that actually has you in it. Yeah, we could do that. Um, another interesting piece of info I, I just learned moments ago is the creation of our podcast has spawned another podcast. That's true. Squadcast FC. So we officially are veteran podcasters now. There's someone multiplication. Newer than us. <laughs> multiplication. We've made a podcast, and now we're teaching others to make podcasts, and they're going to go out. We haven't really taught them anything. I taught them everything I knew Friday night in Washington. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah, we'll, we're record, taking credit for that. and then you that. start talking. We're taking credit for that, one hundred percent. We have a great we have a great episode uh, in the works. We've got some guests here, uh, Jared. Who do we have here a little, a today? Ph touch today. We got two guests. We got first flexing Roy Loading, and then also first not flexing Chris Bonick. The only way we're not. Yeah. Do you guys want to just uh, say how you feel about being on the pod? The pod. Yes. The podcast. Uh, the pods, I'm incredibly inci- excited. Not excited. I am incredibly excited. Um, been excited since the idea was formed to be on so glad I had the opportunity I've been on the seat of my pants for the past week um, we were supposed to do it a week ago and uh, anyways I've been like thinking about different things going through different scenarios in my head of what's going to happen are we going to rise to fame maybe not maybe who knows mm-hmm. God knows yeah. great points there great points uh, just as a side note I listen to a lot of podcasts, a good amount, over the, over the years and recently. And uh, I'm just going to say right now, Rory, you have a pretty good podcast voice. Not everyone face. Not everyone has a good podcast voice. Um, you Actually, funny you should say that, though, is you actually, it's an insult to tell someone they have a podcast face. Yeah. 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 So, um, so, yeah. so <laughs> yes, you do. I don't think you do. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, we got a, a, a new segment today, Jarrett, right? Yeah, we do. We asked our listeners to submit some questions, and, and we're going to answer them. One very excited listener. One very excited listener submitted, submitted all, all the questions we received. <laughs> so we're going to get to those later, in addition to, uh, you know, interviewing our guests and uh, talking about the Bible. And then and lastly, Babylon Bee article of the week, which I believe you brought for us today. I did. Want to head into that right now? Yeah. All right, let's do it. special one today for uh, our excited listener who submitted all the questions. He actually also sent me this article, so he is responsible for most of the podcast today. Are we just going to refer to him as he? Yes. The whole time? He shall not be named. Uh, oh, that's say, different than If he. you say his name, he'll, he'll show up. Okay. So he'll pop up right behind you. Okay. Curls and all. 
All right. So the article we have today is John Piper commentates World Series. <laughs> Initial thoughts. Timely. It's Excited. a timely article. So World Series Game 3 tonight. Game 2 was a classic for the ages. Now, this one is, was written after Game 1, so okay. does not have Game 2's wasting of life, shall we say. All right. Here we go. We'll dive in now. Fox Sports has tapped Pastor John Piper to commentate the World Series, and fans gave rave reviews of his performance announcing the first game of the contest between the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Houston Astros Tuesday night. An animated Piper gave insightful commentary on the plays and criticized both the players and crowd for, quote, wasting their lives throughout the game. When Chris Taylor hit a solo shot off for the first pitch the Dodgers faced, Piper was ready with insightful color commentary. Quote, Just think of how much time you'd have to waste in your one and only precious, God-given life to learn how to go yard off a lights-out pitcher like Keiko, he said <laughs> solemnly, waving his arms around like a man stranded on a desert island trying to signal a ship. Quote, There goes another man wasting his life swinging a piece of wood at a ball, he said as Justin Turner crushed a go-ahead two-run homer into the left-field bleachers in the bottom of the sixth. Quote, and for some reason, a crowd full of people, also wasting their lives, are cheering like mad. I just want to remind the audience that none of this will go into eternity, he added as he passionately pleaded with the audience to turn their attention to things that mattered. Strongly disagree. Piper grew more and more agitated as the game went on, noting that everyone in the audience could have read through most of the Gospels in the New Testament rather than spending two and a half hours watching a baseball game, <laughs> and even clocked Joe Buck in the face with an errant arm or two on three occasions. Quote, All of us want to do that. And he even clocked Joe Buck in the face with an errant arm on two or three occasions. Quote, only what's done for Christ will last, he said as he signed off the broadcast. All right. John Piper. He does not waste his life. I, I believe, actually, that heaven is going to just be one giant baseball game. There's going to be the players. You Somehow and, you everyone's going to play. You alone think that heaven will be a baseball game. I figure it's going to be a water sheet tournament. There we go. I'm more on board with that. Yeah. What? You get to sit on the beach all day and, like, go in the water and, like, walk on water. Jesus walked on water. That's, yeah. Jesus Christ was the first water skier. We do have the white elephant present to prove it. Shout out the doghouse. The unofficial name of where we don't live. It's where we live. It's where you live? Yeah. <gasps> Wait. Your your apartment has a name now? Kind of. Is it D-A-W-G we have, we or D-O-G? It, if it were the dog, it to be... The doghouse is an amazing name. That's Why is that in? It's a little trite. Jared and Nick don't like it. Nick still likes the beehive. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Why is it a beehive? Because it's apartment, apartment B. B. Oh. Buzz. Yeah, that makes sense, but no, I'm, I'm in favor of the doghouse. Thank you. I told Jared that I was just going to start calling it different names okay. or a name until you guys formally named it. Cause I, I called the Sixers because there's six of them. Mm. Yeah, see, uh, those are all... I've so <laughs> got like three ideas right now. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> now that we've learned that we can't waste our lives, let's hear from he who shall not be named, who... But sources say wastes a lot of his life. Yes, indeed. curls. We'll call him. All right, we got a, we got a number of questions submitted here. Um, just in case you guys were wondering, we 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 want to answer a bunch of these. I I would say I'm a pretty good advice giver. I would love it if someone you know, totally anonymously, if they should should choose, you know, would send in a question that's like, what do I do about this? Bonus points if it's like a veiled question about an interaction with one of us but you don't want to say that it is, but we're going to know, and we'll still have to answer it, that would be funny. But one of the questions we got, we'll just start off with an easy one, was if you were an episode of The Office, which one would you be? 
do you watch The Office, oh, Rory, yeah. Chris, Absolutely. Rory? That is correct. Okay. Not as much as the other people in this room, but definitely more well, than the average person. The asker of this question. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Uh, any, any answers right off the bat? I have my answers. Really? In a controversial decision, my episode would be Scott's Tots. When oh, Michael promises no. a bunch of elementary school students at the time college education if they graduate high school and goes back in 10 years and has to tell the kids that in fact, hey Mr. Scott, what you going to do, what you going to do, make our dreams come true, is not actually happening as he cannot afford to send all these students to college. And I've chosen this one because it just seems like an awkward situation and everyone hates it. And I tend to thrive in those kind of situations. So there are two if I had to pick people. an episode of The Office, it would be that one just for the sheer awkwardness. Drew also needs to finish watching it because he walked out of our apartment 10 minutes in screaming that he couldn't do it anymore. Had he seen it before? He had not. Oh my gosh. Just one episode? Scott Stotts, he had never seen. Really? <laughs> I just skipped over that one. I don't, know if he, I don't think he's watched the whole thing. Oh, okay. You guys, any favorite episode? Well, maybe not favorite. I mean, That's not my favorite episode. Favorite. What would you be? I would definitely be the episode where the warehouse guys play the office guys in basketball because I think it embodies my athleticism and how I think I have it, but I don't really. Well, just you, like, you could be Kevin. It's true. I could be Kevin. I'm not Kevin. I'm like a Stanley. Like everybody thinks I'm athletic and I just Is show out there. Like <laughs> and it's, just, it's just awkward. That, that'd be the episode. Who's Michael in that situation if you're, if you're Stanley? Who's just pissed off that you're that bad? Um, probably Drew. Okay. Probably Drew, yeah. Um, I would probably be the episode where they do the, um, coworker team bonding and they go to, um, the historical places around and they all get in the same bus and they stop and get pie at the one place and they wear the bright pink hats because I wear bright pink clothes at times. Um, I don't know. I just am into that like dorky kind of stuff and I feel like that's something I get drug into and I really like history and I love team bonding even though... People don't necessarily like team bonding all the time. All right. Well thought out, Jack. I haven't watched The Office in a while. I've seen, I've seen the whole thing. Um, Wasting his life. He is. Oh, okay. We're we are using that term in very different contexts, <laughs> in almost the opposite of ways. But uh, I, I mean, the, the first one that comes to mind, one of my favorites, is like when Jim and Pam get engaged. Like basic. It's just amazing. Can you drink pumpkin spice latte is also no. Why? Well, so that's, so that's your so that's your favorite episode. But which one? Which one? If you had to be an episode, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I haven't seen The Office in a long time, so I'm not remembering a ton of episodes. Maybe the maybe the pilot where you like get introduced to like the pranks. Like I love pranks. I got in a prank war with my friend from high school once. You got meatballed. <laughs> <laughs> one time. Uh, one time. My friend from high school, who I was in a prank war with, who we both ended up going to to U of M. When we were at U of M, have I talked about this on the podcast before? No, I feel like I've, I've said this recently. I've never even heard it. Well, we both came to U of M. He was a year younger than me. He, I was a sophomore. He was a freshman. And then at Festival one fall, you did tell me this it story. was his turn to you didn't, you didn't tell me the prank me, not my turn to prank him, because that's how prank war works. It goes back and forth. And he signed my name, my unique name, uh, in my name up for like 50 clubs <laughs> at Festival. And then I got mass meeting and just event like organization emails for years <laughs> until I could track them all down and be like, I'm not interested, stop emailing me. 
And you I won any cool free prizes with that? Or? No, it didn't. Nothing good resulted out of it. I think I just like I gave in. He won the war. I I think that was the end of the pranks. I don't think I did anything back. Prank to end all wars. So that was a good one. So I'll just say that one. That's my answer, pilot. You got meatballed. Don got meatballed. All right, we we have a couple other questions. We'll come back to those later. How about we specifically ask Chris and Rory a few questions? Start out with a question for both of you. I guess only one of you needs to answer it. But. So how can long? We both answer it. You can both answer it, but your answers should probably be pretty similar. So how long have you guys known each other? Oh, this is <laughs> <difficult>. <laughs> ah man, um, we've known each other since probably elementary school. Yep. Um, really? Yeah. yeah. We grew up three miles away from each other. Yeah. Didn't go to the same high school. Knew each other since pretty pretty young age from church. Um, However, we did not talk very much until this past year, uh, or probably, last year, I guess. Probably total an hour worth of conversation, mm-hmm. like the 10 years mm-hmm. previous I had known him. Yeah. At most. Cumulatively? Yeah. And, uh, and then that just increased exponentially last exponentially. year. Exponentially. It was like, yep. like a two J hours. curve. A J curve. Yeah. Two curve. Four hours. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Good to know. So, why did you guys both decide to be on Hill Central last year, even though you both lived on North Campus? Mm. Can I tell this story? Yeah, Roy, this is your story. Okay. So, um, Chris and I started hanging out because I found out. I was like, no way. He lives right across the road from me because his uncle told me that at church one time. And I was like, cool. So, um, Chris and I started hanging out. And then Chris was like, hey, my friend Riley is going to this thing called Meyer Mania. And I'm like, no way. I want to go to that. And so... We went to that, and we show up at Markley because uh, she picks us up and drives us there. And um, all these people come out, and it's a big group. And they're like, hey, and they're like, let's go to Meyer." And I was like, okay. So I go with this group of people, and I'm just kind of learning everybody's names and uh, just kind of like conversating with everybody. And I'm kind of like, wow, these people like really know each other pretty well already. And um, so I just keep hanging out with them at Meyer, And I'm like, oh, you know, this is a pretty good group of people. And then... Um, uh, actually my current roommate came up and he's just like, oh yeah, you know, I really feel like I'm supposed to be here at U of M because God led me to be here. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That comes up organically in conversation because I've never had that at school before. Um, so anyways, so we hung out with them all that day and then we came in and went down to South Lounge, which some of you may know where that is. And we played cards until like three o'clock in the morning and I got to meet more of the people and hang out with more of them. And I was like, wow, these people are pretty cool. And they're like, no way, we're playing volleyball tomorrow. And I'm like, well, I like volleyball. So we went and played volleyball again and then uh, continued to hang out with them. And I was like, wow, these people are pretty cool. And then uh, eventually someone came up to me. His name's Josie. And he's like, yeah, when are you going to join a small group? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, a small group. I'm like, I don't know what a small group is. And he's like, no, when are you going to join a small group? I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Why, why are there small groups? And he goes, he's like, well, we're a church group. I'm like, oh, didn't know that. So the reason that all these people that were Christians were hanging out with each other is because they like each other and because they were a church group. And so I was like, well, that sounds sweet. I want to join that. And then I got hook-lined and sinkered after that. That's, that's actually the night when Jarrett and I became best friends last year. It's the first night all three of us met. I yeah. thought Jarrett was a senior when I first met him. <laughs> a lot of people did. <laughs> Why? Because I knew everyone already. Yeah. Fun fact, I met everyone on Hill Central the summer beforehand because I knew Ian from high school and well from youth group and during my orientation they were in an Arbor for LT and I met everyone 
So I knew people coming in. Wow. So yeah, everyone thought I was no freshman. Thought I was a freshman. See, that's interesting because everyone probably thought I was a freshman when they met me. Oh yeah, they definitely did. If if that if you were even in college. (laughs) Yeah. What's that? What's that short dude doing here? All right, this question. (laughs) This next question is for Chris specifically. Okay. Can I answer it too? Um, (laughs) You get you get a question right after. All right. (laughs) Wait, before you say that question, can I just let you know something? Uh, he who must not be named just texted me like while we were taping this right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to say his name, otherwise he'll appear here. But you don't want that. Yeah. Okay, question. All right. Chris, how has it been living on the hill now? Living on the hill now as opposed to living on North Campus last year? Yes. It is exponentially better. I do not have to ride the bus every morning and worry about planning an extra half hour of my day to get places. I wake up like 10 minutes before class starts and walk to class and it's great plus i get to live with some cool guys i guess you could say and to you shall not be named yeah him too he's he's all right he's kind of the the apartment reject i guess uh, that's true and rory how has it been living on north campus again it's great um my building is like two minutes away from my name building it's where all the cool boats are it's really cool you should go there 10 out of 10 recommend best building on campus um, they have like models of boats everywhere. It's, it's actually really cool. Um, anyways, I live like, uh, about two minute bike ride from there. And so it's really cool when I'm up there to like four o'clock in the morning, working on homework to bike back to my room in like two minutes and go to bed instead of, you know, being like, Oh shoot, I got a 15 minute drive back to central campus to get in bed, which that was an over exaggeration, but it's pretty cool. And then parking is really convenient up there because there's not a whole bunch of stupid people parking in the streets. Wow, so I'm one of those stupid people well, that in the streets, so thanks. all people are stupid, just some people don't know how to park in the streets. It's a fair point. That's, that's most of us. Um, so, what has, for both of you, what has it been like now being sophomores versus being freshmen? A beneficial thing <laughs> is um, that the classes are more geared towards, like, engineering, so I'm not taking, like, dumb classes. I mean, like, I actually see the, like, the application behind each of the classes, um... So that's kind of a relief. You know, I'm like, oh, I see where I'm going to use this. Not like, oh, you know, if something's infinitesimally far away and it's infinitesimally small, what's the gravity that Earth impacts on it? Like, that's not going to be used in my boat building. But, um, you know, now I'm actually learning, like, you know, how boats react and all that kind of stuff. And that's really interesting. Uh, But um, the classes are a lot harder um, and there's more work and that kind of sucks. Um, being a sophomore, uh, I found that my workload increased a lot and I don't have time for the fun things I did last year. Last year I just sat around and played video games and everybody was always like, Chris, why aren't you doing homework? And now it's like, Chris, why are you doing homework? So it's kind of tougher than last year. Yeah. It's fair. It's fair. All right. People still ask me, Jarrett, why aren't you doing homework? Yeah. So some things never change. Yeah. Do psychology, not engineering. <laughs> Amen. All right. So for both of you again, what is the coolest thing each of you has done so far this school year? Or most fun thing, if you can't think of anything cool. <sighs> hmm. I know you're going to be tempted to say this moment right here. This, so we're just but that's say not correct. It. Okay, so other than not this bad. moment right here, yes. coolest thing Rory and I have done. Together? No. no. Well, I guess. It can be, okay. but it doesn't need to be. Does it need to be related to school or like, no. okay, just one, just since school has started? Yep. Okay. 
You got anything? Um, I'm debating between two. Okay, uh, I'm going to go first then. Uh, last weekend, actually, a little trip, a little quick trip to Traverse City. Whoa. Home, birthplace, uh, well, not birthplace, just hometown of our one and only Kara Ferguson. Not, not a birthplace? Not a birthplace. No, Found that out. I didn't know that. She was, maybe, I don't know. Um, yeah, because your mom was visiting a residency there. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Right yeah. She was on our podcast uh, last episode. Yeah, so. Well, it has been a while since we've done an episode. <laughs> that's true. Recorded an episode. Yeah. Uh, so I went up there, saw some sand dunes, and a nice little meteor shower, which was actually really cool. Um, my legs are pretty tired from climbing so many dunes after, but it was I'm still sore. <laughs> You're doing it right. I thought it was accurate. That was a. That was a Nick joke, and I'm ashamed of you now. Thank you. Rory, how about you? Um, that was pretty cool. I, I would, that would be up there. Um, I have also a water ski, in case you haven't uh, gleaned that from the no. conversation leading up to this point. But um, there's this place called, place called Van Wert, Ohio. It's in Ohio. And um, they have this lake down there. And it's like on the side of the expressway, so it's just in this weird place. And there's literally only a Walmart there, and uh, it's just pretty cool. They have like this water slide that goes into the lake, and um, they have like a ski jump, and they have some really nice mastercraft and Malibu boats there. And uh, it's just fun to go and ski and hang out on the beach all weekend instead of being at school in Ann Arbor. Cool. All right, for a little bit of a, a deeper question now. And keeping in the theme of what we did in team last night, how spiritually vibrant would you say both of you have been so far this year? Gonna make them answer that on the podcast? I am. Ooh. They're ready. Can you define the term vibrant? Yeah, it means Christ alive. Hmm. What does it mean, though? At this very moment, or like, whatever, whatever over you, the whole whatever year. Whatever you feel like answering. We'll take what we can get. Okay. All right, I'll go first, I guess. Um, At this current general moment, uh, pretty pretty non-vibrant. I don't know the opposite of vibrant. Unvibrant. That's that's what I. Yep. Uh, Yeah, I just felt really this summer. I was probably the most absent from God I've been in my entire life, Um, and then coming back to school and being in community really got me away from that and. Felt pretty alive again, and then uh, this past couple weeks just became really complacent and felt pretty absent again. So my vibrancy is is pretty low. Um, kind of working on building that back up. I would say over the whole school year, it'd probably be like a seven. Um, but currently, I'd say I'm in an apathetic state. Um, I've been really tired and busy lately, and that has really impacted my time with God. Uh, I haven't been in the Word. Um, I was supposed to read this morning. I promised Adam I would, and I didn't. And uh, anyway, so I feel like that's directly impacted my vibrancy for God. Um, I feel like at certain times when like I'm needed to be vibrant, like the Holy Spirit kind of like comes in and like gives me like a slap on the back to get me going. But for the most part, I'm kind of um, apathetic. All right, and last question. Lighter side again. What are you most looking forward to the rest of the school year? Wow, well, that's a long time. Oh my god. It can be just the semester if you like. I'm looking forward to getting good grades. <laughs> um, yeah, because that's important. 
Um, I mean, it's not super important, but you'd be wasting your life if you came to school and didn't try and get good grades while glorifying God because he gave us these talents and these abilities to be here and study here. And if we're not um, fulfilling them, I feel like that's kind of a waste of what God has given us and this opportunity he has placed in front of us. Yeah, that's my biggest thing. Yep. I thought it was going to be really good this semester. It's kind of like dipping down, but we're working our way out. All right, Chris? Wow, uh, tough to follow that up. I am really looking forward to continuing my pursuit of an IM championship. Mm. Got a lot of time left, pretty unsuccessful so far. So we're looking at raising some banners. Get them t-shirts. Get them, get them shirts. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you're going to want to be there for any game that the doghouse is involved in. Cause, as well as our apartment. Yeah, uh, because where those guys are seems to be some talent for some reason. Some losing in the semifinals or quarterfinals. That's also accurate. So we're close, but we're There's just so much about. raw talent in that building, though. Raw athleticism? Yeah. Mm. I like walking, and I just feel so inept. All right, should we, uh, should we pause here and get into some Bible before we come back to some final things and some, some questions? Scripture it up. Yeah, so it's my turn to provide a little, little Bible reflection moment. And uh, it's going to be half reflection moment, half teaser for what's to come. I feel teased. Because, uh, Shout out I feel uncomfortable by that. Um, <laughs> but uh, there is an event coming up. I'll just do an impromptu announcement right here. Called the Veritas Forum, which is going to be at Rackham Auditorium in a couple weeks. And the speaker who's going to be speaking is the guy who wrote this book that I have in my hand. No, not John Piper. His name is James K.A. Smith. And he wrote a book called You Are What You Love. And then that's actually, I think, the same name of the event, this event that's happening on campus in a couple weeks, You Are What You Love. And uh, it's basically centered around this idea that everybody worships and what you love, like what you long for and hope for in life, that's the thing that you worship. And rehabituating our loves in life is not just a process of knowledge, but it's uh, a process of um, habit. And so, like, here's a here's where I'll include the Bible. So, in Proverbs four twenty three, it says, "Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it." And uh, essentially, it's like. What we long for in our hearts says a lot about uh, what, we, what we care about, what we worship. And uh, here's another quote. So discipleship is more a matter of hungering and thirsting than of knowing and believing. Like more than what we know, more than what we believe, what we hunger and thirst for says more about what we worship. So a lot of times, I think personally, I can fall into this misguided mind frame where... What I, what I need to solve this problem in my life or to be a, quote, better Christian or to worship God more fully is more knowledge of how to do it right. And that's just not true. I generally, I have more than enough knowledge of what it's like. Um, but 
what I really need to do is start to tear down some of the habits, like my habits and my desires, my hungers in life, those are actually learned habits. Like I learned what to hunger for, the same way that we acquire our tastes as kids, we, we learn what we long for. Does that make sense? Are you, are you guys tracking in this room? If it's if it's a mist in the podcast room, it's a fog to the listeners, as the saying goes. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay. So what it made me think of, though, especially that, like, discipleship is more a matter of hungering and thirsting than it is a matter of knowledge acquisition. Um, just made me think of uh, the book of John when Jesus just says... Uh, it is my Father who gives you true bread from heaven, for the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. Uh, that's what it made me think of, just thinking about, like, what do I hunger and long for in life? And, uh, yeah, I think it'll be really cool hearing from the guy that wrote the book that I just read from. I was reading this book for my Moody class that I'm taking, and then was firing today for this event at Rackham in like two Thursdays. And then was like, oh, hey, that's the guy. Like the book that I'm reading right now, he's coming to speak. So a little shout out for that. And I think it's just good to, it's good to remind myself. I'd love to remind you that uh, a lot of times what we need isn't more knowledge. Uh, It's just to begin to uh, change our habits. Like I can have all the knowledge and all the willpower. Like all the, I could have all the will in the world. I could desperately desire something different. But if I don't start changing my habits, it's not going to change what I love. It's not going to affect what I worship. So yeah, there's our there's our moment. If you're like, what is the Veritas Forum? I've never heard of this thing. We went as Hill Central last year. Ravi Zacharias spoke last year. If that if that rings any bells. Yeah, that thing. Bell uh, rung. Bell rung. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have we have a couple more questions that we can get to. I have to run soon too. Let's get one in. Should we should we answer one more question from our listeners that got submitted? Yes. All right, we had one question that came from a certain someone, real deep here. I don't know if this is really going to hit home with some of our listeners, but with some of them it might. This person asked, "What is the difference between dispensational and covenant theology?" Just getting real to the heart of a meaty theological question. You want to answer this one, Jared? I would love to. So I'm trying to do it in layman's terms eventually. So it, Maybe can, it, it can be hard to summarize dispensational theology as a whole because in recent years, multiple forms of it have developed. But in general, there are about three main distinctives. So first, dispensationalism sees God as structuring his relationship with mankind through several stages of revelation, which mark off different dispensations or stewardship arrangements. Each dispensation is a test of mankind to be faithful to the particular revelation given at the time. Generally, seven dispensations are distinguished. Innocence, before the fall, conscience, Adam to Noah, government, Noah to Babel, promise, Abraham to Moses, law, Moses to Christ, grace, Pentecost to rapture, and the millennium. Second, dispensationalism holds to a literal interpretation of scripture. This does not deny the existence of figures of speech and non-literal language in the Bible, but rather means that there is a literal meaning behind the figurative passages. You are are surprisingly adept at explaining this, Jared. I've been waiting to be asked this question for a long time. How long? About, let's see, since about January 23rd, 2006. Oh, wow. That's a long time. How? That, okay. Since I'm just reading this off of John Piper's website. Ah. So. Oh, I see. Covenant believes that God has structured his relationships with humanity by covenants rather than dispositions. You can figure out the rest. There are a lot of covenants in the Bible. Yes. 
Rory just covered the the rest of what it says. When I was little, I remember I asked, I'm like, I'm not Jewish. How am I supposed to go to heaven? And our children's church pastor, or whatever her name title is, she's like, oh, you're a Gentile. I thought she said reptile. I was confused for like the next five years. Five years? I was like three at the time. Okay. Yeah, any other stories, Roy? Any other Sunday school? Uh, um, they made fun years. of me for a long time um, back in the day because we were studying Exodus. I said, wait. I was like, so if the Exodus is when they leave Egypt, was there an entrus when they entered in the promised land? And they made fun of me <laughs> forever. <laughs> Still, well, do. Sorry Still do. Still do. Sorry. Yep. That, sounds, that sounds hard. Mm-hmm. I was emotionally scarred from the event. I mean, usually that's how Rory is, though. Yeah. Not emotionally scarred. Just no, I, I don't fun. have emotions. I just push everything down. <laughs> All right. And I then think, it consolidates. I think your curious heart and your question asking is a gift. Uh-huh. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Should we, should we wrap things up? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, share this with your friends. You want to uh, my mom shout out to mom she's listened to every episode so far she loves the shep turds yeah that just keeps coming up every episode um <laughs> she loves the shep turds it's produced by me and Jarrett. nobody else if you want to help us feel free if you think we don't do this well and you could do a better job i agree you're probably right <laughs> uh you want to thank our guests yeah rory and chris thanks for being our guests this week insert funny clip here classic uh, our music that you've been hearing throughout this episode is provided by The Lowercase. You can check them out at thelowercasemusic.com. And uh, they're made up of New Life slash former New Life members, in case Wait, you're you listening to this. you guys heard the music, too? I thought that was just in my head. No. No, that, everyone's hearing that, right? Not just okay. in your head. Yeah. Good. Yeah, good check. Uh, it was a pleasure podcasting with you, Jarrett. It's always a pleasure. And, uh, yeah, feel free, now that we have this link out in the world, I'm just going to put a little shout out. Hope that people submit questions for us to answer. Give us your, you know, what have you been, what have you been really dying to ask us? You could ask it anonymously. That's the thing. Keep it appropriate. Or you can just write Parker Jansen. Or you can just write somebody else's name and we'll be a little confused. Parker Jansen. But, uh, yeah, I'm Jack and, uh, you don't know Jack, but now you know a little more. And I'm Jarrett and this has been the J&J Show.